0: racing cars need racing fuel and Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend and it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France,
1: Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details head to racefuels.com.au Two. Marked up in the garage. Wow. It's been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag. This is a suspended Uh, race.
2: Hello. It's the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels, and my name is Grant Rowley. It's episode 81 of this fantastic podcast. I'm joined by Tony D'Alberto, as I always am joined by Tony D'Alberto. Anytime you hear me do these intros, Tony D, how the hell are you?
3: Bloody good, as always. Uh, you know me, well, very, very, very positive about life.
2: <laughs>
3: right, <laughs> good to hear. Um, no, I'm good. How are you, mate?
2: Yep, excellent, excellent. Good. Chipping, right, moving on then. Chipping on, no, we're um, just moving on very quickly. We've got a jam-packed <laughs> episode. We've got Andrew Van Leeuwen, motorsport.com, the fair racer from the West. He's going to join us to talk about all this news that's been going on in the past week. Uh, we've got Jake Kostecki, his maiden parked up Appearance here, of course, ride, drives for Matt, Matt Stone Racing in the Supercars Championship. We spoke to Matt Stone last week. We thought we'd keep the Matt Stone flavors running through. Um, and uh, well, we're gonna talk you know, to, to him
3: to be honest. He's got a lot to chat about, he so does. Hey, that we don't was the main pick, reason
2: we don't pick people who've got nothing to talk about, exactly. We've got, we only got people who've got uh, some some good things to talk about, so we've uh, so we're gonna talk to him. Of course, he's going to Tickford next year, he's uh, gonna piece together the final five rounds of this year's championship. And I think the thing we should be most excited about, Tony D, is Hmm. that it's race week. This is it. It is. We're going racing this week, like this very week. Can you believe it? Well,
3: you're going. You, you're going, I'm going to be sitting on the couch for the first couple just
2: watching. Uh, you get to. You, are, are, you be get are you excited? You uh, I've got to drive up to Sydney, and I've actually got to take my two girls with me on the drive oh, up oh, to Sydney. Be, that sounds exciting. It uh, will be. But so many Macca stops. It's going to be amazing. Yes, for sure. For sure. It is a long drive, though. It it's is. It's a long drive. Uh, so my 12-year-old, Emma D, she should be perfectly fine. Mm. But... Little My four Jen. year old Georgia. Legend. Love She's her. an absolute legend. But uh, she's four years old and sitting in a car uh, for ten to eleven hours, doesn't yeah. matter how many Maccas stopped. We could stop at Maccas every two kilometers. She's still gonna yeah. get pretty pretty cross with she does with like what's the going chat on.
3: too. Mm. She
2: mm-hmm. likes a chat. I don't know and where she gets you, that from. I tell you what she also likes. She mm. likes listening to Frozen and Frozen oh, yeah. 2. It's going to be a real weird mix of audio tunes as we head up the Hume Highway. I was really hoping to catch up on a whole bunch of some of our rival podcasts on the way, on the mm. way up.
3: I'm gonna be able to do that. I'm okay. only, I'm going up with myself. Yeah, good for yeah, you. quiet time, but like eight hours, it's gonna be amazing, amazing. Um, yesterday when I left your house,
2: mm-hmm.
3: Young G was uh, in the window waving <laughs> we were blowing kisses to each other as we were, right. as I was backing out of the driveway.
2: Oh, that's nice.
3: She's so cute. Love she,
2: uh, well, she she knows you as the person who gives nice, good food every time she goes to your house. She gets all of the food and the treats that she ever want. And you've got an amazing trampoline. So yes. she just hey, sees you, you as the fun man. You've got a good trampoline too. Yeah, it's yeah, it's okay. It doesn't. It's it, it never does the
3: same too. though, is it? Like if it's if it's somebody else's, it's cooler and better.
2: Yeah, because yeah, if you break it, you don't have to answer to your dad. So true, it's fine. True. that's Someone right. else's dad's problem. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. So talking of motorsport this weekend, plenty to cover in the news, the Texas Grand Prix in Formula mm-hmm. was run and won over the weekend. So we'll talk about that. Uh, a little bit of movement in supercar land mm-hmm. and uh, not only in driver land, but also the sale of the championship.
2: Wow. Sounds like you've given the news a great preview. Let's just get into it. This is the news. The news is brought to us by motorsport websites. Now heaps to run through, so much to run through. And uh, we thought we'd bring in the fairest racer from the West. It's Andrew Van Leeuwen from motorsport.com, who has joined us on the line. AVL, thanks for coming on. Oh, it's a pleasure. Hey, it's race week. Can you believe it? It's race week. And we haven't done that for a long, long time. I not for- since July or something. I've forgotten how to, I don't even know what to do. What are we going to do on Friday? What's going to happen? <laughs> you might have to work for the first time in six months.
1: Oh God. Hey, You've been doing a bit of
2: racing yourself though. Lately. I had a we need drive. We to talk about that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Let's go. I loved
2: it. I, I, I'd, I'd forgotten how much fun
1: it is to drive a racing car, which sounds dumb. Cause of course it's fun, but you know, when you don't do something for a long time, it was like, oh yeah. I see why people spend a lot of money doing this. It's pretty good.
2: So so just for our uh, listeners' knowledge, Andrew drove an RF86, is that right? That's it. Formula Ford, a Van Diemen RF86 around Barbagello Raceway, sorry, Wanneroo Raceway now Mm -hmm. uh, in a regularity. When and will you turn this into a real racing door to door side by side pod to pod racing <laughs> it's probably going to happen it was an expensive couple of days at the track i think because i did go
1: oh yeah no no i see why i used to do this and well i'm probably going to do some more of it so it was good fun one of the weirdest things that i hey, it had been 11 years since i'd driven a formula ford at Wanneroo, and it just felt so familiar the second i hit the starter button i'd never driven that car before but you know how a formula ford sort of vibrates and shakes and i went ah oh, it all just came flooding back. It was, uh, it was, it was amazing, but it was, um, that no, was cool. It was cool. It's, it's good fun to be, um, to just drive a race, drive a real one, drive a real one. I've done plenty of racing sitting, you know, still in my office on a late on a Friday night, racing <laughs> against, uh, a U grantee, but it was fun to be out in a real car.
2: Perfect. Very good, very good. Well, that's the end for the news. That's all we really wanted to talk to you (laughs) about. Nothing else going on. No, no, nothing at all. Hey, we've got Sydney coming up this weekend, uh, the first of four. So we're really looking forward to that. But heaps and heaps and heaps of other news. Now, uh, let's just talk about the sale of supercars. And it looks like Mm -hmm. it's been done. Hasn't been announced. As we record this right now, it hasn't been announced but AVL, uh, you had published something pretty poignant uh, during the week uh, on the motorsport.com channels. Um, very interesting. The, the thing is done. Supercars is sold. What does it mean?
1: Yeah, look, I think we, we, sh- we could have an announcement at any point this week. It could be moving pretty quickly, I think from sort of stuff that's coming out today, but yeah, look, looks a done deal as we expect. It's, you know, it's this TLA, ARG, they've come together and formed something called, uh, I think it's racing Australia consolidated enterprises or race as an acronym. Um, that will be the the, the parent company um, of supercars. It seems like, you know, there's not going to be any major uh, sort of management, senior management changes at the moment, Sean Seamus seems to be staying in his role, at least for the time being. While the sort of transition, while we go through this transitional phase, but you know, I think there are effects of of what's been going on um, already being felt in terms of you know the Gen 3 delay. I think you could probably um, pinpoint back to to, to the impen- to the sale or the impending sale. It looks like the paddle shifting thing is losing momentum at the wish of the new owners as well. Um, which personally I think is very, very good news. Um, There's been an agreement. Yeah, we published a piece last week uh, written by Mark Fogarty, which was an excellent piece that detailed, you know, the fact that there is going to be a, um, teens will get a a cash injection to help with the Gen 3 transition. Um, It was going to be a loan at one point, but it looks like it's just going to um, be a lump sum. Here you go. This is going to help you per car. Uh, get these cars, um, get these new cars built and get them on track. So, you know, I think these are little things that we're already seeing that can be traced back to the uh, to the new owners. And I think it's only uh, it's only a matter of time, perhaps hours or days or whatever, until uh, the press release lands that says, yep, this thing's done and, and here we go.
2: Tony, a million bucks per wreck, does it make you wish he still owned your wreck? Is that all? I think we got a,
3: a fair bit more last time they did a sale, didn't we? mm <laughs> I think it was two and but a this, half or
1: something this like that. But this is not a one-off payment. This is going to be like – I think Grant's referring to the uh, to the rec income, which should be uh, guaranteed per year over five years or whatever. So, yeah. it's, um, So obviously, it's going to work for the teams, or they wouldn't have agreed to it. If they were going to be worse off financially, they would have all said, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Um, but, you know, I think that, that everyone's pretty happy with, with what the return is now going to be and and going to, to, to have guaranteed income seems like a pretty decent trade.
3: I think it's great because I know what it was like when we had our little team. Um, you never really knew what you were going to get from the category. And it was sort of once all the bills were paid at Supercar Land, um, then the rest would get sort of filtered through to the teams. And as the years went on, that just got smaller and smaller and our costs just kept going up. And you never really knew where you stood with it all. So I think, you know, for the teams to have that security of, that amount of money coming in each year then they can bank on it you know they know that that's how much they've got uh, you know left to find their budget and um you know that's only a positive for the teams they can invest in equipment and you know staff all that sort of stuff with that security behind them so i think that's a really good step forward for the category
2: okay cool so uh so good news there for supercars and I, I guess more information to come real soon, so stick with your uh, regular news channels to see exactly what is going on there. Justmotorsport.com,
1: um, justmotorsport.com the, is fine.
2: Don't the, no it. free plugs on, parked up, thank you very much. We'll send you a bill for that one. Um, okay, so okay. Uh, some news- I'll
1: send, you, I'll send you a bill for sitting here talking to you. Anyway,
4: go there, go. <laughs>
2: Damn it, <laughs> you found me out. Uh, okay, so the the uh, we've, we've got some news and movement in the driver market, a really key one as well, Bryce Fullwood now confirmed Tuesday morning that he has left Walkinshaw's, or will leave Walkinshaw's at the end of this year and take up a sp- seat at uh, BJR. So, uh, And I think Parked Up might have had a, a bit of a hand in breaking this story, AVL. You might have been on that pod.
1: Yeah, I think so. I do remember us having a conversation about it at a time when uh, there was a lot of momentum in other parts of the media about him going to Tickford, him filling one of the Tickford seats. Um, I had heard fairly early on in the piece that, you know, BJR was where he was going to end up and it's, that's turned out to, uh, to be the case. And I think we had a, a conversation along those lines when we were trying to piece things together um, earlier on around Nick Perkett moving and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, look, um, yeah, he's going to rock up at BJR, I guess, that's it's not that surprising now when we look at the way other things have fallen in terms of you know Todd Hazelwood going back to MSR and that sort of stuff. But you know it's a good that's a good pickup for BJR because you know you know Bryce hasn't had a brilliant year this year, but he is he is a talented race driver. Um, he's well funded. There are commercial realities in this in this sport um, that need to be faced. So when you've if you're BJR and you're looking at a guy who's you know pretty quick can be pretty quick. It certainly has the potential. Um, to be pretty quick and brings brings his budget along. Yeah. You're laughing, aren't you? You go, this is good news. Let's uh let's jump all, all over this. So yeah, look, I think it's a good um, I think it's a good pickup for BJR. I think it's it's good that Bryce gets another crack at sort of showing that he is worthy of a main game drive because he hasn't been having a great season this year. So he needs to step things up. But I don't think uh if he if he was listening to this, that would come as any great surprise to him. And and, you know, hopefully he sort of has a bit of stability and, and feels comfortable and he can get on and do that.
3: I think it's great. I think it's a great move to BJR. I mean, he's definitely got the talent. There's no doubt about that. He's a a super two champion. He's on the podium in his first year in supercars. So he's uh, very much capable of it. And I think, you know, obviously he's a young up and comer as well. So hopefully that BJR tight knit family sort of environment will help Bryce um, to the next stage of his career it's so obviously got Andre there as well, who will, you know, he's got a few more years of experience that can help nurture him also. Um, but, you know, Brad Jones has done this with a few drivers now and really helped their career. You know, Fabian Coulthard is one of them. Um, you know, Nick Perkat got him to that next phase, really helped them, um, you know, develop as a racing driver. So I think that's a really good fit for Bryce. And um, I think you'll know, definitely get some good results there.
2: Um awesome okay cool so the uh, what are we missing then is it just the matt stone racing team for the 2022 well, supercars it's Grid?
1: pretty much in terms of official confirmation yeah we uh there's still an msr seat that hasn't been officially confirmed and the the kind of uh the whole bjr lineup in terms of um you know uh, maca jones uh and jack smith aren't official but you know obviously the smiths own that wreck, so uh, that's going to continue. Yeah. I don't think a uh, McCauley has been formally locked in, but every indication, particularly again, now that we know where Todd is going is that um, he will continue uh, uh, there as well. So that pretty much, that pretty much rounds out the uh, rounds out the 2022 grid. i tell you what's been fascinating in the last week or so, but is like, forget about the, uh, the driver silly season. It's the engineer silly season. As yeah. well. It's gone absolutely nuts for those blokes. And it's, um, there's been more more confirmations now like we have triple eights lineup as well so you know bjr speaking of bjr they're losing a pretty handy uh bit of brain power in andrew edwards who's off the triple eight to be um shane van gisbergen's engineer next year wow. so um so yeah the silly season there you know david couchy off to uh off to kelly grove racing like these are uh These are big engineering moves. That's a
3: huge get for Kelly Grove Racing, though. The amount of experience and knowledge that goes with Couchy,
1: yeah. And I bet there's
3: a big old fat paycheck as well. I reckon.
1: I I reckon he'll be. uh, I reckon he'll be. He'll be looked after in that respect. Yep, Yep. absolutely. But you know what? What? What that says to me? It's less about you know one person like that isn't always just a silver bullet, but what it just shows the intent of the team. They are not here to mess about. They are going to go out and hire the people that they need to hire to get to the front of the field. So I think if you're looking at that um, and you're just going, yeah, these guys mean business. They really mean business.
3: Do you think it is just a money thing or do you think it's just, you know, catch you wanted a new opportunity? Like why would you leave the best, well, one of the best, arguably the best team in pit lane?
1: A challenge. I reckon it's just a challenge. You know, he's going to be the team principal. So it is a slightly different um, role, I think the fact that you know there doesn't seem to be overly hard feelings that he's on the move. I think he could make a case to Triple Eight that hey, you know, where am I really going to go within this organization? You know, Dado is so uh, kind of he's part of the furniture in that team manager role now. Yeah. Um, there's you know there, there's a lot of there's a lot of brain power at Triple Eight as well. If you start looking at um, Jeremy Moore and 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 all that sort of stuff, so you know that they've got a very um they've got a very impressive engineering lineup. And I guess if, you, if you're if couchy, you start to go, okay, well, where, where do I really go if I stay here? It's like not a bad place to stay and just keep winning races, like absolutely mm. no drama. But I guess if an opportunity comes along and someone says, hey, you know, let's have a chance to build something, let's actually build something, you know, um, you would probably go, yeah, cool, let's do that. You know, I guess you could probably use Dado as a bit of an example. You know, he sort of helped – He played a role in building Triple Eight into what it is, you know, with his work with Jamie Wink up, and then moving on to the team manager. And I think he'll always have a kind of ownership to to where that team is. Uh, He was there working there; he's been there for so long. And maybe, you know, maybe Couchy sees that that opportunity for himself at, at Kelly Grove Racing or Grove Racing as it'll be next year to go and actually help build something. And at the end of his career, sit back and go, "Hey, I won titles with Triple Eight. I won a bunch of races with Triple Eight, and." You know, I helped build this team and who knows what they will go on and, and do because it could be anything. The sky is kind of the limit when the Groves are out there in the marketplace making moves like signing David Couchy. You know, like I say, it's a statement of intent and a very serious one.
2: Okay, so that's good. We've got Couchy locked in, but the driver lineup for 2022 is likely to be one of the last to be confirmed at Kelly Grove or Grove Racing or whatever it might be called. Uh, in next year. So any more word on what the situation is with Matt Payne and how that might play out as well? Of course, Matt Payne, the young kid, he's just tested a couple of the Kelly Grove cars. Will they give him the chance to compete as uh, one of the youngest ever full-time supercars drivers of all time?
1: I think that's definitely plan A. As far as I know, that's still plan A. They have now formally, uh, the Groves have formally applied for an exemption to the super license requirements so it's not an exemption to not have a super license it's an exemption to meeting all the requirements um, so that application has been lodged um, and I guess it's in the hands of Motorsport Australia uh, and supercars they they both have to sign off on it um, as to what happens next you know we could see a similar situation to Alex Rullo a few years ago where it's basically becomes a he goes on to sort of a provision like a race by race license, I guess. Um, And then it it can, um, uh, you know, they can uh, sort of assess how he's going and, and make decisions about um, about whether he can continue from everything you hear, he's going to be good enough. There's no issues. Mm. Um, I guess it's just about, you know, supercars and motorsport Australia just have to be a little bit careful about setting the precedent of letting guys just barge through the system and jump straight into a car, obviously from a supercars perspective, it's a lot of it's tied up in, you know, wanting people to invest in super two and super three and making sure that the development categories are well catered for by people coming through them and spending money in them. But the yeah. groves can probably argue that, Hey, we're spending a fair bit of money in your category. So uh, why don't you just let us get yeah. away with this? And so my gut feeling is that he will get the nod. Um, I think it'll be pretty important how he goes. If he, you know, if he ends up on the super two grid, Uh, in Sydney and Bathurst, I would imagine that he, uh, he will. Um, It'll be important to watch that, but um, yeah, the application's been lodged and it's really up to uh, up to the governing body and to the category itself to decide whether we're going to see the young Kiwi on the grid next year.
2: Yeah. No. And if he's good enough, let's go. we, We need to have some, a great balance of, of young kids and we need to have the, the Shane Van Gisbergen's and the, Jamie Winkup types, Mark Winterbottom types, of our former champions. We need a uh, a good breadth of mix, and I, I think this is fantastic that someone under the age of twenty, in his case, is only eighteen, having a crack at the uh, at the main game. You know, we saw how successful a guy like Craig Lowndes was, uh, Garth Tander, Jason Bright, those guys who were given a chance at a really young age back in the day. To come and uh, to come and do it. So uh, debate,
1: debating the need for a super license system and maybe considering some of the factors that led to it being introduced is a whole other a whole other topic that we. I, don't, I don't know with. if we've got time many, for that today. Yeah, we could spend many <laughs> many hours going through. But I grant I 100% uh, agree with you. If they think he's good to go, get him in a car and let's go racing.
2: Excellent. I'm glad for the first time you've agreed with me that's, uh, that we've got that on the record. It is firmly on the record. Um, okay, cool. So the Bathurst schedule, the Repco Bathurst 1000 schedule got announced. There's like 64 track sessions Absolutely. over six days at the greatest piece of tarmac that goes for 2. uh, 6.213 kilometres. So um, yeah, this it's going to be an absolute hectic uh weekend of a week of racing six days unbelievable can't wait for it avl you're gonna you're not coming are you you're stuck nah. over on the west side no nah. no
1: nah. i love Bathurst, but not enough to uh not enough to spend two weeks
2: in a hotel room on the other side of it i can tell you i'll wait,
1: wait <coughs> tony the d are you,
2: tony d are you going to be there bloody oath i'm gonna be there <laughs> 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 you
1: might just be on the I top i can't step. wait you might just be on the top step at the end of these sixty-four thousand uh, track sessions, mate. I reckon. Um, yeah, that would—I'd be a very, very happy man.
3: I uh, no, I, I mean, I, I can't wait to get to Bathurst, and uh, you know, this year especially with all the different categories, you know, it's—it's going to be full on. Everyone that has ever driven a race car is going to be there. There's going to be it's so not, much. Not ABL. He not just me. drove Except a race man. car. He's going to be man. there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're
3: going to have to resurface during the week, I think. Like. <laughs> Poor old track's gonna cop a hot, uh, buddy pounding, mm. uh, but yeah, I mean, like for TCR, for instance, that I've had a look at, you know, you're on track on Tuesday and we go all the way through till Saturday.
1: It's epic. Oh, mm. You could you could rack up a few wins over the weekend.
3: Oh, would wouldn't be, that be nice? Uh,
1: you might be you might be get bored of standing on the top step by the time you get a Sunday, uh <laughs> a Sunday RVO TD. What so? What do you make Never. of? The- As someone who's going to be sitting in the car doing the, you know, doing mid race stints, what do you think about this uh, early afternoon start or sort of midday start and racing through the afternoon into the evening?
3: I I don't really have an opinion, to be honest. I mean, I think it's going to be either way. It's going to be a very hot Bathurst. I think that's going to play a part in it. Track conditions aren't going to be ideal. And I think, you know, what they're trying to do is obviously bring it into news time and when everyone can relax on a Sunday, they've done their chores in the morning. You know, their husbands are all good. They've mowed the lawns and done all that stuff and they can sit on the couch and watch the race.
2: You're saying no one's Um, sitting there watching S5000 and Porsche Carrera Cup in the lead up to it?
3: They might just, you know, tune in for a sec and see what's going on. But they, you know, want to put their feet up in the afternoon and, uh, you know, enjoy the action. And, uh, yeah, I think the later we can start, the better.
1: Is there sure. a warm-up? Is there a Sunday warm-up? I'm trying to think of the schedule. Yeah, yeah I think
2: that'll it was be like 8.30, 9 o'clock or something. <laughs> oh, God. That'll, <laughs> that'll be, be at 6 a.m.
1: Yeah, that'll be at like 3 o'clock in the morning for me. No, if I'm it, used to, it
2: used to be really early. It used to be as early as like 7.30 yeah. in the morning. Because the beauty of Bathurst is that they don't have those – Noise restrictions that most of the permanent circuits around the country do, but for whatever reason,
1: no, no penguins to wake up like at Phillip Island. No, mm.
2: just a whole bunch of kangaroos to try and shoo away from the uh, <laughs> yeah. from the circuit. But at Bathurst, they don't have those those restrictions, so they can go quite early. But for this year's great race, the track action I don't think starts until about eight, and Supercars warm up is a, is around about nine o'clock i tell you what, after um, five days previous to the one there, it's going to be a, the longest lead up mm. to the great race that we've, that we've ever had. No yeah, TV better. broadcast on the Tuesday. There's a race every single day of the, of, of the race week, of the, of the six days. So is there no there's no vision at all on the Tuesday? No vision at all. You'll just have to rely on uh, all the stuff that spits Nets out the off. front of my camera to, uh, to of the social stuff. channels that I need to look after. And
1: then and then there'll be uh, Fox coverage will start on. And then I, I believe the free to air starts on the Thursday as well, which is actually right. a day a day earlier than it would normally be as well. So there is actually an additional day of. So,
2: someone broke that story i, I don't know who oh, yeah, broke some, that story <laughs> some,
1: some bloke, some bloke.
2: <laughs> yeah so fox fox stuff starts on wednesday earliest that fox has ever gone uh the free to wear stuff on the 7 network starts on thursday that's the earliest we've ever seen as well they're uh yeah and and it's kind even though yeah it's kind of not ideal that four rounds at the same venue lead up to all of this but There's going to be some awesome momentum leading up to this year's Repco Bathurst 1000. I think it's going to be it's going to be epic. There's certainly too much motorsport is never enough, and that's exactly what we've got. So, um, yeah, very exciting, very exciting. Heaps to go, heaps to talk about here. AVL. Before we let you go, mate, Mm -hmm. we should just grab a very quick word on the Circuit of Americas. Max Verstappen took another victory and has extended his lead in the world championship five rounds to go. Is he in the position? Is he the 2021 formula one world champion?
1: Oh, I don't know about that. I think there's a fair bit to play out here and it seems to be just seesaws in terms of which car is better. Obviously, you know, Max was just so quick from Saturday onwards. Um, and he just, he just beat Lewis with pace, you know, with, with pace. Lewis even got the start, Looked like he might, be in a position to try and string something together to win it, and just couldn't do it. But it's just a good old fashioned championship battle between I feel two like
3: good the guys. The Mercedes team just sort of let Lewis down a little bit. They do it regularly. The they strategy s- side of things is so to, conservative.
1: I feel they got a bit lost on setup or something as well because they were so quick earlier in the weekend and then kind of just tailed off and really lost mm. that momentum to Red Bull. And given that they were sort of perceived to have a straight line advantage, I thought once Lewis was ahead, um, he should be able to go. I tell you, uh, Max was very lucky that the bloke he was trying to squeeze on the first, on, I think it was turn two or turn three, mm-hmm. whatever it was his teammate. Because if it was, you know, if it was a Leclerc or someone or a, or a Norris, he might just go, well, I'm just going to leave a wheel in here and uh, and send Absolutely. you off into the bushes. And that could have really changed the world championship picture as well. Even if he just someone had forced the issue of Max to draw back to third, that might've been all that lewis really needed to get on with it so in a way you know perez really showing some good form made a big difference mm. to that race because you know when max made a shocker, he found himself next to his teammate which is a pretty good position to be in um you know and, and he sort of got away with a bad start and could still go on win but it's just that's just good it's just good to not really know where things are going to go from here you know it seems it's to be super going intense up and down it is like it's it's great. It's as good a world championship fight as we've seen in a very, very, very long time. So it's um, whatever happens, how good is good. It sort of feels like formula ones back a little bit and look at the crowd that was there. Yeah. Oh,
2: insane.
1: Um, people are just, um, people are just into it at the moment. People are, people are, are, are into formula one and, uh, and that's, uh, that's good to see.
2: Yeah. Uh, and uh, Danny Rick as well. Let's talk a little bit about your West Aussie mate over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I a good, a good race. But, uh, I tell you the, uh, the 2021, uh, Grand Prix in Austin might not be remembered for his on track performance, but he certainly, uh, puts on a reasonable Texan accent.
1: He loves it. He loves getting the Mo cut in that sort of beard. He gets cut in, you know, he drove a Dale Earnhardt NASCAR. He just, uh, he loves it over there. He loves it. I, I, I think pre COVID he used to spend a fair you know, he loves LA and all that sort of stuff. I think he's he used to spend a fair bit of time in the States. It's somewhere he really enjoys, but, um, he looks the part with the big cowboy hat and all that sort of stuff for sure.
2: Is he, is he Perth's greatest export?
1: In what, in what respect? Oh, in I don't generally. know. I'm I think talking he's very of, generally. I think he's one of Australia's biggest sporting stars at the moment. You, you know, just can't go a,
2: anywhere without, without seeing him on TV. Yeah.
1: On the, on the, on the world stage, you know, if you think about Aussies out there, you know, he is uh he is right up there. And it's good to see that, you know, since Monza, he's kind of, he's got his mojo back a little bit. Yeah. As well, you know, yeah. and that's, that's fun to see. And, and I think that that's kind of, um, he responds to that. He likes being the and He likes being the lighthearted guy. And it's sort of hard to do uh, if you're getting towed by your teammate week in, week out and not going very good. So the fact that he's, you know, yeah, qualified Lando again. Um, I think the fact that he's kind of, he's up and about a little bit at all, that plays into his celebrity a lot. Um and he's uh and he just seems to be uh seems to be loving life. We've got the old Danny Rick back and uh you know, if they keep trucking along and and, and getting on top of that car, you know, who knows next year. The fighting for world championship might be a bit far, but fighting for race wins a little more regularly, you know, mm. you'd love to see it.
2: Absolutely. Well, Andrew Van Leeuwen, it's been great to have you back on the Parked Up podcast, probably our most prolific guest that we've ever had on Parked Up. Other than Tony and I, you would be P3.
1: That's that's not great for you guys. (laughs) It's great for me. I love it. It's
3: good. Basically what happens is if we've got news to spill, then we're (laughs) like, uh, I don't want to say it. No, I don't want to say it either. Yeah, so then yeah. Grant
1: says, we'll get AVL on. And you're, and you're so organized well, because Grant asked me to do this about 15 minutes before we actually started doing <laughs> I think that's because I called him on the way <laughs> home from work.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Okay, uh, well, classic. we uh, thank thanks for that. And thanks for revealing all of our <laughs> deep, dark secrets here on Parked Up. <laughs> Uh, AVL, we won't see you at the track, but absolutely no doubt we'll um, see see you on some more Zoom calls. We definitely will do the Bathurst preview with yourself as well. Get a couple of beers ready for that. Uh, We'll get uh, your good mate and our good mate, Mark Fogarty, as well. We'll uh, put the band back together. Please. Love it. I'm looking forward to that already. That's in a month's time from now, the Repco Bathurst 1000. AVL, We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon, mate.
1: See you, boys. Thanks, man.
2: And we thank avl for his time tony d plenty of news going on uh and i tell you one of the biggest news stories that we have in the world at the moment forget all these race cars <laughs> things it's the world and melbourne's world and we're actually going back to some sort of normal living we get like normal things are you doing yeah, normal where, things yet
3: where are you going with this i don't know where you're going with this
2: well what we've done we've got <laughs> one of your great Partners, one of your great uh, supporters, Western Ford, uh, is uh, you know they're they're the lifeblood of our uh, of our industry here in Melbourne, and we've got uh, Andre on the line from Western Ford, um, and this is uh, you know we don't like to do little sponsor plugs. Of course, we look after all our sponsors, Tony. This we look is after a dead
3: you. set sponsor plug, and I'm Obviously. happy about it.
2: Oh, very good. Absolutely, well, we love the guys at Western Ford. I've spent a little bit of time there. As well with some Mustang reveals that that you've been yep. help you've helped with and and whatever, uh, but Andre, um, just uh, just great to have you on the uh, Parked Up podcast. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. It's it has been a absolutely challenging time. I can't even think of, you know, how do you actually sell a motor vehicle to someone if they can't even come into the uh, into your dealership and uh, and look, see, feel, touch. Thanks for having me on, guys.
4: No, you're definitely right, Grant. Um, during this time, it's been very difficult to try and sell some cars without having that face-to-face, uh, I suppose, interaction with customers that we're so accustomed to. And one thing I suppose uh, this COVID lockdowns and restrictions has taught us is uh, to be a bit innovative in what we do and really change up uh, how we deal with customers. It's it's helped us, I suppose, understand the importance of, of online uh, presence for our business um, where previously you know customers could inquire, come into the dealership and we'd be able to show them a car go through it do a test drive do all that sort of stuff but once uh, lockdown hit we've really had to ramp up our online presence and making it easy for customers to purchase a car online which is yeah made it very very interesting but we've I suppose making a we've made buying a vehicle online easy um, and wanted to create some offerings um, that made a real difference to the purchaser. So some of those things that we've been doing and some campaigns we have put out there is we partnership with with TFS, and we've created a a four month deferred repayments program. Uh, What this means is if you hold an ABN and a GST registered and take delivery of a new vehicle in November for argument's sake, you wouldn't have any repayments until March, 2022.
3: So you're basically driving a bloody car around for like ten months without actually paying for anything. Is that right? Yeah,
4: essentially, yeah.
3: Hey, that's so pretty cool though.
4: It is. Look, it's it's given a lot of our customers, I suppose, the freedom um, with you know managing repayments and and cash flow, especially in a business mm. situation. And it's also given them the I suppose the freedom that you know imagine that you're able to then claim your GST back on your BAS statement uh, on the purchase of that vehicle. And then with the GST payment, use it to pay the repayments. So as you said, Tony, you know, it's about 10 months worth of uh, repayments in some cases.
3: That's bloody incredible. Um, now, it is your debut on the Parked Up podcast today, Andre. Um, no pressure. And we, and we are offering uh, anybody that mentions the Parked Up podcast That waltzes into Western Ford dealership or rings up or whatever you want. We're offering them a special little giveaway. Tell us what that is.
4: We are. So anyone that listens to the podcast, um, if they get in contact with us at Western Ford um, and mention the podcast when you're buying from us, um, you'll receive uh, either a $500 accessory voucher um, to put towards some genuine accessories on your car or uh, the first free scheduled service um
3: that's awesome
4: so yeah it's um just a little the
2: booby prize is that i have to do the servicing so bad luck that is a part of the
4: agreement
2: yeah (laughs) that's awesome fantastic so mention the parked up podcast at the dealership or or on the phone or or via any uh, means of communication and if you uh, go ahead with the uh, purchasing of the vehicle you're gonna get some um, some really cool stuff accessories or uh, or servicing awesome awesome stuff so with with all that the, the deals sound amazing I'm just now torn like do I get a puma do I get a ranger should I go large get a Mustang <laughs> this these are the big questions I need to ask well
4: that, that's a good question grant um, me personally I'm a big fan of the Mustang and Tony', Tony will be asked for that <laughs> but um, yeah, look, I, I think the, the Ford products and the, and the range at Ford have currently, um, it's like we've never seen before. The other thing I do want to mention is I'm sure a lot of people are aware of, but Ford have released some teasers on the new generation Ranger, um, which is due to arrive to us next year. So, very I'm excited about stuff. that. Oh, definitely. You were telling me earlier, Tony, about, you know, the, I that
3: want to put my name too. down for one.
4: Yeah, done. We'll sort you out. Free, mate.
3: free, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> always doing deals
4: <laughs> you know
2: no, what if Tony, if Tony runs out of work being a race car driver already you got to get him in working for the at the dealership Like his oh, family used to run lots of car dealerships he's been brought up around car dealers his whole life uh, I've, I've, I'm too
3: soft I just end up giving away cars and then Sid and sack me I reckon
4: <laughs> no you'll be right mate you'll be right we'll talking. talking.
2: Well, Andre, thank you so much. Awesome deals uh, to be had down there uh, at Western Ford. Uh, Support those who support the Parked Up podcast. And uh, if you are in the market for a new motor vehicle, there's only one place to go to down here in Melbourne. Andre, thanks for joining us.
4: Thanks so much for having me, guys.
2: And thank you, Andre. What an, what an absolute beauty. You've mentioned parked up and you get 500 bucks worth of stuff. This, this is <laughs> the first time that something like this has happened to us, Tony Day.
3: Oh, it's a very good deal. There's no doubt. Awesome. Um, very, very fortunate. Those guys do that. They, they look after me big time, mate. I haven't driven a race car for five months and they still let me drive around in one of their ranges every day of the week. So mm-hmm. very, very good. Uh, they're very good to me. So I've got to be very thankful for that. But then to offer a gift voucher, basically, for $500 on your next purchase, uh, very generous. So if you do want a Ford, go and check them out.
2: Western Ford, that is it. Please. Uh, Now, someone who's going to be driving a Ford next year, his name's Jake Kostecki. He's going to drive a Holden for the last five rounds of the Supercars Championship. And that all kicks off this week, of course, at City Motorsport Park, the first of four Sydney Motorsport Park events. We're definitely going to know what way that circuit goes at the end of, uh, at the end of November. But we had Matt Stone on last week. This week, we've got Jake Kostecki from Matt Stone Racing. He joined us on Parked Up just a little earlier. And uh, here's what he had to say. It's Jake Kostecki on the Parked Up podcast. And of course, we're powered by Race Fuels. And it's great to welcome Jake Kostecki onto the Parked Up Podcast. Jake, thanks for coming on, mate.
0: No worries, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: Hey, you've got uh, got some big, big news We're we're going back racing, which is awesome. You're going to go race for Tickford next year. Uh, last couple of races for Matt Stone Racing. What are you looking more forward to just getting back in the car or are you looking forward to a new drive in 2022?
0: Yeah, definitely looking forward to getting back into the car. We've, had a lot a lot of breaks this year and big long ones as well so to go to sydney it's four rounds at the same track will be i don't know how that's going to go but to get into the car is going to be awesome again and like you said racing next year with tickford's going to be awesome as well i'm definitely looking forward to that but um yeah i'm a racer and just looking forward to getting back into the car and rub some panels with the other guys
3: yeah, Jake, we spoke with Matty Stone last week, and he said that SMP hasn't been a very happy hunting ground for you guys in the past. Um, You've got four weekends in a row to try and get it right. Um, and hopefully you do, because it's, got a, it's going to be the worst thing in the world if, you you know, weekend after weekend, you're just bashing your head against a brick wall. What do you need from the car, though? What, what did you find last time you guys were there?
0: Yeah, four weeks in Sydney, if your car's not performing the way you like, it'll probably be. Not a great time. So, yeah, last year for us, we was just understeer city, really, and just with the tyre deck as well. So when you have a little bit of understeer, by the end of the race, that understeer is just massive, and you're a long shot off the guy in front of you. So, yeah, focusing on that for this year, and I think um, that we know that we struggled there last year was a big thing for us, so now we can actually focus on that and to get the job done this year, which I'm a bit more confident this year for us to be somewhat in the middle of the pack, and uh, I think we can do it.
3: How do you feel as though you've developed over the year? I mean, you've had some really good performances and obviously Tickford have seen that and you know, that is an, an amazing opportunity um, for next year. But you've still got some you know, races to do this year um, to try and keep proving yourself as a young driver. But how have you felt you've you know uh, established yourself in the championship? Because it is quite you know hustle and bustle and the big names put their elbows out. Do you, you feel as though you're sort of standing up to them?
0: Yeah, well, we're... We're 19th or 18th in the championship. It's it's not great on the numbers, but throughout the year, we've been getting good results. Like We're getting in the 10, qualifying around 11th mm. a few times. I think I've had 10 top, fin- top 15 finish- finishes. So I've been somewhere there the whole time and racing with them guys. It's just the, the points don't look great, but we're only 200 points off, I think. Um, like from 11th to 16th, it's really close. I'm only 200 points off that. So... I don't know we'll see what happens in Sydney but we're there somewhere and like you said everyone has their elbows out but I definitely have been as well and yeah (laughs) um Tickford definitely saw something in me which I'm real grateful for and just um just got to focus on the rest of the year and do the best job I can for the MSR boys which um I've been trying to do so i just finish the year off strong and then hopefully even stronger
3: next year are you going to travel down to Melbourne are you going to come and live down in Melbourne town with us and get all COVIDed up and we're going to stay up in Queensland.
0: No, nah, I'm coming to Melbourne. Go to the go to the greatest state that all the Victorian state. <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> very good, very good. Join the greats. Uh, so, do you know whereabouts you're going to live? Have you spent much time in Melbourne before?
0: No, nah, not really. It's been normally too cold for me, so <laughs> I'm just going to have to get used to it now. But not sure where I'm going to live. Probably around Elwood or something like that. I think. Oh, very good. Nice, well, Tony nice. and I
2: like to say that the cold keeps away all the dickheads. That's it. <laughs> that's the Is that what we say.
3: That's right. You certainly won't have a tan like you got right now, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know
0: soaking up the sun before I leave to Sydney, that's for sure.
2: Jake, let's let's talk about your, uh, your preparations for this event. Obviously we haven't raced since Townsville. It's been a, it's been a long time between drinks. So uh, you, uh, you, you just said just before off air that you were ready to come down. To Sydney, today's your last day in the, on the Gold Coast. It'll be your last day, or last day up north for for quite some time. What's the build up been like? And um, have you got uh, six weeks worth of gear ready to go? How's how's it going? Clean all? undies.
0: Yeah, I've got a few pair of undies, my golf <laughs> kit, uh, my bike to go some cycling as well. And I'm looking forward to just getting down there and racing. It's my last couple of days on the Gold Coast. I'm just packing up all my stuff before I go to. Sydney so then I can send it all to Melbourne and I'll see after Bathurst if I can get back into Perth because that's where I'm from so I'd like to spend Christmas there but if I can't go there then I'll go straight to Melbourne
3: yeah right fantastic who, have you got have you got many friends in Melbourne because uh Grant and I could always use a few more
0: <laughs> well it seems like everyone's moving out of there I was trying to think the yeah. other day and I'm like this person is nah, moved to the Gold Coast this person that mm-hmm. nah, is moved to the Gold Coast so I'll, I guess over you guys mates <laughs>
2: yep. No, that's easy. That's it. It was only us two, like we did we're the only two people that we So <laughs> we can we can uh two's company, three's a crowd. That's just a dumb saying, you know, we can we can make something of it. Um okay, so four weeks at Sydney is one thing, but it's all about that big race up at uh up at Bathurst. The the Repco Bathurst one thousand. We're all we always get excited about it. We're gonna have a great lead up to it with four straight events. The momentum leading into it should be should be fantastic. What's um, what's the idea? Where would you like to see uh, your car, your name placed at the end of the great race?
0: Well, last year we were um, in the top, I think, 14, 13, with five laps to go there. So, And I think we've made a big improvement this year. And then also the sprint round at the start of this year, we were, I think, 13th, 14th, Zane and I after six hours in the 1,000, I think I can be somewhere in the mix in the top 10. So hopefully we're in it. Um, I feel like my little prediction this year, it's going to be a little bit crazy, I think. So we'll see what happens. Like it's going to be hot as well. Nothing
2: crazy. Nothing crazy ever happens at that place or that (laughs) place. It always, what are you talking about? (laughs) Hey, uh, you're missing a crucial part to your uh,
3: Bathurst campaign. We haven't actually heard yet who your co-driver is going to be. And, as we mentioned before, we spoke with uh, Maddie Stone last week and he just wouldn't tell us. Are you, are you ready to tell us just yet or are you still going to not tell us and then release it tomorrow when this pod uh, drops and we look <laughs> like idiots? <laughs> That's what happens every week.
2: So, well, we just look like idiots regardless. So don't worry about what the news is going on.
0: No, well, the news will be coming out soon, but I'll make sure it won't come out when you drop the pod. Okay, thanks. But... Um, Thanks for that. Yeah. You guys will probably have a good idea who it is. Uh,
2: We're more than just good looking faces. That's
3: for sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is a crucial element though. Like, you know, you do need to get someone experienced in the car that you're comfortable hand the car over can do a good job all day. So, um, do you think you've got the right guy in the car with you?
0: Yeah, I definitely do. So I know him very well and, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to the one thousand after the the four Sydneys to change the track up a little bit.
2: Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Let's let's talk a little bit about Tickford. Awesome opportunity. Cam Waters was confirmed at the start of this week that he will uh, continue there. He's obviously one of the A plus guys that we have in the category. Uh, James Courtney will will be there as well, and Thomas Randall, an emerging young star. So, uh, you know, very similar to yourself. Awesome benchmarks to, uh, benchmark teammates to have. Uh, a, a very proven team, Bathurst winners, championship winners, championship contenders for the past 15 years in, in the title. So, yeah, it, uh, it I guess on one side of the fence, it leaves you with very little place to hide. But on the other side, it also gives you an awesome opportunity to show exactly what you've got going.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Like you said, the teams won a lot in the past, like they pretty much won everything you can. So to be racing for a team like that, it's pretty cool really. And so it's, it's it's a pinch myself moment for me. And um yeah, to have three other fast teammates with Waters, Courtney and Randall. Um, it's gonna be a pretty cool lineup there and and just learning as much as I can from uh Cam and James as well. Like they've done a lot, so for me as a young guy, just seeing what they do and hopefully I can um, ruffle them up a little bit and see how we go.
3: Hey, Jake, um, can you tell our listeners how those sort of conversations come about? You know, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, it might have happened this way, but, um, you know, Tim Edwards doesn't just suddenly ring you up and say, hey, mate, here's a drive, off you go. You know, you, you, did, you, did you make the call? Was it just purely based on results? Like how did the opportunity jump uh, up in front of you?
0: uh well it definitely came off my results throughout the year with the msr boys we've um, been doing a little bit of cool stuff throughout the year getting some good results so and then when we started talking to tim my manager and my dad was involved as well and um they just started chatting and then over time it just started snowballing as i was getting good results as well Mm. so that definitely helped and then yeah it wasn't just a quick process of getting the job done i thought I still I was waiting to see if I got it or if I didn't for a little while there and but then we signed it up a few months ago as well now so yeah definitely looking forward to next year but it was um it was a it was a pretty cool experience just to be involved something like that as well
3: and what what do you sort of uh you know leaving MSR um you know what have they taught you over that time i mean they gave you an opportunity to get going in supercars and um yep it's uh it's definitely they've punched above their weight many many times but this is a big step in your career but you know all young drivers have to start somewhere so and matt sort of gives those drivers the opportunity is he uh very good at teaching you know the young drivers what they need to know to make that next step in their career
0: yeah exactly right credit to matt his um he's real simple, but real methodical and what, how he does things. It's really smart as well. So when I did the superlight program with him uh, last year, the year before that in super two, I wasn't doing much anyway. Like I didn't get amazing results, but he saw mm-hmm. something in me to, to have a go in the superlight program there. And we did a good enough job to get it, to get my own seat for this year. And now I've sort of just been doing pretty good as we, as we speak. So, I still want to be higher up and I know we can get better results, but it will slowly come and the, the team at Matt Stone Racing is still new. Like there's people in the team this year that's first year working with each other. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> I forgot what, forgot what I was going to say there. That's
2: all right. Well, that's it's all just right. Make, you just sit there and make it up. You just make dribble, dribble crap, just like we Ma- do. Don't stress. <laughs> we've made career over this Graham over will, 81 episodes or whatever. we will just edit
3: it anyway, so don't worry
2: yeah <laughs> cool man um okay cool well uh we can't wait to see you at uh, sydney or well, i don't think tony or tony you'll be you when are you going to sydney week three week four what one is it i'm
3: i'm going on about the 10th of there's uh a, november it's,
0: there's a co-driver test in sydney isn't there?
3: yeah yeah i think yeah. that's on the last weekend um uh, but there's a test day between the third and fourth weekend so I'll jump up there pretty soon. I'll miss what, the first two.
2: What's the prize for the, is there a co-driver's cup or something on that <laughs> test tag? I, I Are you going to get green so. bags for this? Oh, yeah,
0: should we, should we yeah, make right. one now?
2: Yeah, right. That's right. Should we exactly. make the
0: prize now? <laughs> I wish.
2: The, uh, it'll be one of the most watched Natsoft uh, sessions of, of the year for sure. Yeah. Seeing who the uh, fastest, fastest uh, co drivers has been hopefully sitting they down in put, lockdown for, for majority of the year yeah. we'll hopefully they trophy. put a limit
3: they put a limit on the amount of laps that the main guys can do otherwise we'll just turn into a test day for those boys anton will just take the car and you'll be all right, mate you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how he talks too
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh cool uh, cool jake well, mate thank you so much for joining us looking forward to seeing you up in sydney uh and at bathurst of course and we wish you all the best for uh, the last five races of the year
0: yeah awesome guys thanks for having me hopefully we get some good results and
3: see how we go cheers
2: man thank cheers, you boys. and that was great to have jake Kostecki on the parked up podcast tony d he's a he's a really nice character he's a good character and a uh, yeah real big test for him next year but uh yeah nice to see some uh, shiny new faces get the big opportunities
3: Mm, yeah, definitely. Those Kostecki boys are uh, very handy hand in a race car and hopefully Jake can really show his potential next year. And he's done a great job this year, you know, putting that MSR car where it probably shouldn't be. And uh, by that, I mean uh, you know, near the front of the field on many, many occasions. So um, he's only going to go better and better at uh, Tickford next year uh, with some better equipment and uh, some very you know, top-notch drivers around him to learn from. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see how he goes.
2: Cool. Now, uh, of course, we spoke to AVL in our news segment, but there was a couple of little news things that we didn't mention, both of which are very close to our hearts, in particular the hearts of our good friends at Reaction Performance. So Cooper Murray made his international Porsche racing debut over the weekend at France. He finished on the podium in one of those results. Of course least amation from reaction performance can take a little bit of the credit for that getting mm. him nice and ready but the other thing we didn't mention is that molly taylor another person who's part of the reaction performance uh, stable of high performance motor racing athletes she won again in the uh, in the extreme e uh, championship that she continues to lead driving for the rosberg team she's going amazing Cooper Murray, amazing. Uh, Reaction performance, least emotion. Put your hands up and everyone congratulate him. Amazing.
3: Well, I'm just hoping some of it rubs off on me when I go to Bathurst. You know, (laughs) they're on the podium, they're winning races. So it's my turn next. But yeah, awesome to see Cooper get a podium. I know how hard he's been working. And a very tough championship there. And it sets him up really well for this next little phase where he's going to go into the um, Porsche Junior shootout. Uh, which he got that opportunity through Crower cup Australia and uh gives him a bit of time in that car that he hasn't driven so he's got confidence now he knows what it's all about uh he knows what that car likes so he's in uh, a very good uh very good position for the shootout and molly i didn't mm-hmm. get to see much of it but all i did see was her rolling down the hill at one stage she had a bit of a rollover earlier in the weekend so to rebound and get the win is is uh very very cool and uh she is very close to wrapping up this championship grant, so mm. close now. Awesome, surely awesome. it's in the bag.
2: Oh well, look, it's been a great year for Molly. Obviously, she's done extremely well there. She's raced WRC three as well this year. Mm. She's had a kids' book written about her. Oh, I mean, obviously, none of these are in priority order. It's it's a bit back it's to back to first, front there. Yeah,
3: book first. But yeah.
2: awesome, awesome to see. She's been a commentator for the first time as well. She's just. Uh, She's going in leaps. She's been on reality TV show. Jesus, what hasn't she
3: done this year? She's had a big old year. She's like living over in Monaco, having, you know, coffee with Nico Rosberg, you know, um, living the life. Awesome. She deserves every bit of it, though. She's a gun. Love her.
2: Yep. Awesome. Good stuff. And congratulations to... Uh, to reaction performance as well, who, yeah, for sure, like we talk them up because they're a partner, they're a sponsor of ours, yes. and you know, yeah, you, they're, you, they're paying you
3: spon- us to talk them up. I mean, That's otherwise, right. we would not give Lee a moment <laughs> of our time.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> but he does work very hard with his athletes, including yourself, Tony Dean, and mm. a bunch of others as well. So, um, great to see some success for the reaction performance drivers. You better not let the team down. Come I, one know. I
3: know, I know. Hopefully mm. not. Hopefully not, mate.
2: Cool. All good. Mate, that's enough for Parked Up, episode 81. Of course, we're powered by Race Fuels. Those guys are legends. And they have actually just, they're with Melbourne reopening, mm. uh, Race Fuels has reopened as well. So you can go and uh, actually walk up to uh, their Dandenong South facility and collect your fuel there when you need it to get back out on track. You're going to see all of the Race Fuels range out on track at sydney motorsport park right from the very top the supercars championship uh, all the way through the support categories as well they look after everyone they can look after you doesn't matter what type of racing fuel you'll need they'll fix you up tony d make sure you subscribe to parked up on all of the spotify's and the apples and the google Podcasts or wherever you like to get your podcast just subscribe don't miss one because the next Six weeks, we've got five race meetings, five high profile race meetings. Supercars, we've got TCR, we've got S5000, we've got Mate, super utes, are... Toyota. Take a breath. I Take can't. a breath. You're going to pass out. There's too much. I know you're Actually, excited. there's even more. There's even more because there's Porsche the week after Bathurst at the bend. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like six race weekends in seven, week, seven weeks. It's a, well, that's a joke. Yeah, let, let's let's face it. We haven't been doing much for the last six months. So cram it in, cram it in. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. This is it. Go on, get out the, here. This is the place to stay. It's a parked up podcast, and you'll hear from us next week. See you, bud.